Advent is a great season in which to consider whether the word became flesh or the word became a book. By that, I mean that even before we had the Bible, as we know it today, there were prophets, people who claimed to hear from and speak for God. These prophets or seers or visionaries or mystics are so in touch with the present, says Candace Yonina Simpson, that they appear to predict the future. In that number and company of the prophets is St. John the Baptist, cousin of our Lord Jesus, cousin at least once removed of Mary, the God-bearer late-in-life son to Elizabeth and Zechariah, elderly people for whom the promises of God were always alive. John and his community of wilderness-wandering sages and teachers stood at the edge of society, announcing a new future for God's people. Come wade in the waters of the Jordan, they said, Come to this place of desolation and know the forgiveness, experience the forgiveness and mercy of God. Yes, there was a community out in the wilderness with John because we read of a remnant of them in the Acts of the Apostles for the Bible students in the room who carry on his work even after his assassination. Prophets tend to act and work in community. And if we remember an individual prophet's name, it is most likely because that single person's name is a stand-in for an innumerable host of people surrounding them. For instance, we hear the voice of Martin Luther King Jr. and shudder in reverence but are less likely to celebrate the unnamed working class people whose collective actions made the Southern Freedom Movement possible. A prophet is only ever a prophet through the prophetic orientation of their community. Prophets are like fire ants. If you see one, thousands are close by. Beyond that, prophets are outward and visible signs that God refuses to give up on us. God refuses to give up on us. In the words of black Christians, God is not through with me yet. While on the surface, it often appears that prophets are failures because prophets often end up in jail, or dead. While on the surface it often appears that they are failures, they are actually patiently fleshing out the loving warnings of an all-loving and all-wise God. When prophets' words or visions go unheeded, it is easy, it is the easiest to write them off as failures as Pollyannish, as too optimistic. 
in reality, prophets' words and visions are often God's way of saying, life doesn't have to go on this way. Life does not have to go on this way for you. Another path is possible, not just for you, but for your family, for your friends, for your community, for your nation, and for the world. I love you too much to give up on you. And so throughout history, God sends those wise people, those insightful people, those people who can see things others cannot see and have a hint of the holy in the mundane. Who is a prophet in your life? Who is so close to God's bosom they find their heartbeats aligned with God's? Whether it is indigenous youth leading the global climate movement, those in the African diaspora singing that black lives matter, a child in your life whose only ask is to be sheltered, fed, and loved, or the public health officials keeping graphs and forecasts of this virus's course at the forefront of our minds. I pray that each of us will receive every warning and every word of correction as a love letter from the God who says, no sin is too great for me, no wrongdoing is too startling for me, no misstep is too egregious for me. Come home, relax, let me delight in you. Let us pray. God, we hear you knocking and celebrate that the knock is coming not from outside, but from inside. Open us to the reality that the invitation of the prophets as is an invitation to be loved and to love. Thank you for never giving up on us, for loving us back into ourselves, and for gently drawing us into your arms. Amen.